Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in voter. Oh, are we? Are, we are. Wait, this is going to come out right before election day. Cool, yes. cool, cool, uh-huh. cool, cool, cool. That's gross. I'm not looking well, forward to it. Yeah, I think it'll be very interesting. Yeah, I might have stocked up on like rice and beans. I know. I had that thought. That was like <laughs> is that weird. And is it, it going to be really <laughs> crappy to live in a city <laughs> directly after this? I'm not kidding. I bought rice, beans, a bunch of vinegar, and neosporin. <laughs> well. And Castile soap. You know, for cuts. I don't and... know. I don't know why that was like my idea. I was like, I need beans and rice and neosporin. <laughs> <laughs> That's in case you guys... This is what you should put in your election toolbox. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hopefully my husband can't hear us right now because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like written things oh, on yeah. what, how to prepare. Don't tell him. Yeah. He doesn't listen. I Don't think rice him. and beans is a good place to start. Yeah. And neosporin. Water. This is a commercial for I neosporin, mean, actually. Welcome. Joy. <laughs> but what about neosporin? The way that it smoothly covers <laughs> the thing your about cut. Neosporin is it doesn't sting and and it lowers your risk of ninety seven percent of oh, wait. <laughs> anyway, my name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> that statement is not approved by anyone. <laughs> not even by me, and especially not by Neosporin. <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager. I am here with my beautiful co-host Joy, and. The thing that you guys should know about Joy is that her friend Summer is pregnant. Yes, that is true. <laughs> there we go. Hi. Yeah, I am. Hi. Everybody knew. So I feel like if it's I don't if out. I don't just say it, I feel like kind of deceptive. I feel right. like I'm lying. It has to be introduced to the official Sheologians Record. timeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Sheologians timeline, I am pregnant. I was the last time we recorded. Yes, I couldn't think straight. But I was still a little bit in denial, like even though I had all these positive pregnancy tests yeah. and I was clearly pregnant, I was like, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, it was like one of those, those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, kind of how it just is. I feel like in general, it, I was yeah, like, oh. is it? I've never been in that kind of denial. Oh, really? No, well, I was in denial. Like yeah. the evidence was staring me in the face and I was like, hmm. Maybe not still, though. <laughs> Probably not. I think that's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah, it was a lot <laughs> of that. Um, thankfully, now that I have so much neosporin, I'm thinking more clearly. So you're totally fine. I'm totally yeah. fine now. All the vinegar and castile soap mm-hmm. and rice and beans. Yeah, rice and beans get rid of hysteria. Yeah, <laughs> they have brought me the to neosporin a place. The neosporin lowers your cholesterol. <laughs> And the rice, the and, rice beans. and beans aren't in the kit for nutrition. No. They're for the relaxing. Yeah. Relaxation. Uh-huh. They're relaxation beans. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
everything's going great. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and everything's fine. <laughs> and everything's fine. <sighs> and after the election, the outside of your home will just match the inside of it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. It's chaos. <laughs> just total chaos. <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm very, very interested. In what's, yeah, going to happen. Yeah. I feel like it's not going to be super pretty. No. I don't even know if we're going to know next week. I think it's going to be a big fight. Yeah. So. I just like how um, in Pen- in one of the Pence debates, the moderator asked him a hypothetical question where Trump had already, like, was already being a sore loser. <laughs> he was like, so if, so if this transition doesn't go over uh, without confrontation, it was like something. What? It was like so. So if President Trump didn't react well to this, what would you do? And I'm like, that don't answer that question. Don't. <laughs> Please don't. don't answer that. It's a trap. Do not answer any <laughs> questions where hypothetically Trump has yeah. done something he didn't do. Like, why? One of the only parts of the the ACB confirmation hearings I saw was just this like one Democratic senator asking her questions that like she legally and just ethically couldn't answer right so he's just like monologuing and she's like well because of x y and z i can't answer that because of x y and z i can't answer that yeah and he's just monologuing and she yeah (laughs) it's been such an interesting yeah yeah i'm really not worried about it is that weird i mean it's not i think it's I think something's going to happen, but I'm not yeah. concerned. Well, and why would you be worried with your stockpile of necessities? Seriously, you guys. But did you get toilet paper, though? Because why is that? So, strangely, I I haven't been thinking about toilet paper because what happened was I had a friend who, when I first moved here in, like, May, she came to my house and she was like, hey, mm. I have a box of toilet paper. Um, Do you want it? Because it, it was still like a toilet paper sort- shortage. Right. And I was like, yeah. And I literally just used the last roll. So I haven't purchased toilet paper since May. So toilet paper just like hasn't uh, been on my. You should probably get some. Yeah, I'm going to get some toilet paper. Because why do I feel like everyone's going <laughs> to buy gonna that Everyone's going to start again. buying toilet paper. Maybe because of what we're doing. Maybe because we're talking about it right now. Maybe it's our we're fault. We're the problem. We're the toilet paper problem. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> yep. I am Joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And I had a thought. Oh, good. It happened. You were already exposed to it. It happened right before we started recording. Was it the ghost? But something that I realized is that manspreading used to be considered (laughs) violence. Yeah. But now it's helpful and loving towards neighbor. Social distancing. (laughs) Now everybody is manspread Just take up as much space as you want. Take up all the space. The more space you take, the better. Yeah. The arrows walk down the right side of the aisle, you guys. Right. Or man spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great idea. And you're. you're it's just you're so right weird that. that it used to be hateful towards women, but now it's actually I know. loving. So stupid. What has happened to our brains this year, you guys? It's so painful. It's so painful. Yeah. If I see one more person in their car with their mask on. <laughs> My only thought, uh, my other thought was uh, I had a very weird, I mean, don't be surprised at this point. Nope. I had this weird thought that was like, if you 
I don't know. Okay. So you know how babies, like imagine a baby waving. Yeah. For example. Okay. They're learning what a wave means, how to execute it physically. Yeah. It's they're a learning. They're learning yeah. wave. Yeah. Now imagine how they look when they do that. Okay. So like if you were an alien hunter, <laughs> you would look for people like adults doing stuff like babies because, because they would be doing the equivalent. Do it. Yeah. So yeah. if you ever see someone that's like, eh, eh, and does like a weird, like just like wrist weird turn wave. Yeah. Just know. Just know. They may be an alien. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that is the most yeah. sensical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, reason if you're an alien hunter. Yes. Right. You probably see if you're an alien hunter, you probably see aliens everywhere. everywhere. Just like if you're a psychologist, you see people with narcissism. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. It's just or, everyone. Yeah. Borderline personality. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you it's think about just, alien hunters a lot or? Not all that often. Okay. It just right. occurred to me that like. Mm. If someone aliens does something like be a bad ba- at waving. <laughs> right. Until they were here for a long time. Right. Until they were like, oh, so it's more of like a smooth motion. Mm, right. Not like a weird twitch. Yeah. Some people wave weird. And it's in the hand or the wrist. It's not so yeah. much like. Do you remember how Janny waved? You guys yeah. can't see it. Uh-huh. She did, she like, did this upward down motion by her ear. Mm-hmm. Like up and well, down. Well, that's okay. Just so you know, we just officially became a podcast because that's how you officially earn your podcastdom how is when you start to introduce physical material into your audio only <laughs> we have passed the we've done it mark. a few times but we have this was truly the, the it's that's how you know you've really come into your own on your podcast is that what are you, you describing? reject that other people <laughs> i reject i reject the medium i reject that you guys can't see me right now imagine me in your living room with you i'm doing a weird wave I'm not an alien. So we did. I should have told you this. We passed our four year mark. That's September 30th. Okay. We released our first episode. Mm -hmm. So happy four years to us. And I totally I forgot to tell you, we've already blown well past the three million download mark. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't. I was just like, oh, yeah, there it is. Um, And so I don't know if this is. We don't talk about this because I think it might be a little gauche okay. to talk about it. But I do I, love that word, I, gauche. It's gauche, I think, when podcasts do this. But I do, I felt when I was driving in today, I felt the desire to not be like PBS, but to like say thank you to our audience because I, when I interact with you guys, like you guys are really great. Like I think. I really think we have a very high caliber audience. Like people, our listeners are, you guys are so kind. You're so thoughtful. You're so engaged. You remember the things we say. We don't even do that. I know. Um, You're better than us is what we're saying. And, and, you know, there's a lot of you. In September, there was over 116,000 of them. Wow. And that's a pretty big, I'm thinking like, okay, 116,000 listeners in September I can't remember one thing I said <laughs> I think if I stopped I could remember what did we talk some about some things I said what did some we talk about it was were... like 12 years ago it feels like yeah September what I don't remember what I said. September was weird I have no idea 
But um, anyway, I mean, it's all been weird. But the fact that there's there's how so... is it almost November? Yeah, it's no- well, it is. well, it is November in this episode. Yeah, I well, know. and in real life. <laughs> If you're November to this is right real, now. you guys. We're not going to get too much into the time. I don't know. You guys you know, get it. Joy's no longer a November denier. <laughs> she knows that November exists. Anyway, there's a lot of you, and you guys are very kind. You are very thoughtful. I'm just, we're so appreciative of you. You show up week after week, and just thank you for that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of you. What did I say in September? I don't know. I don't know what I said. <laughs> You said good things. Did I? Okay, uh-huh. great. Yeah, you did. Cool. I remember being there. For you that. were there for that, yeah. Well, anyway, um, oh yeah, I went on vacation in September. <laughs> now I'm pregnant. Okay. <laughs> so that's how things go. Um Hey, I asked our Patreon. Oh, I should tell you guys about our shop, by the way. Shopshieldages.com. Mm-hmm. We have some new stuff coming. We have some old stuff going. So check out the shop. Um, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash theologians and join book club. Um, and then what else? Oh, we have a voicemail number 470-465-0475. So call us and leave a voicemail. Do you um, have transcripts today? No, I don't okay. have enough. All right. I need a okay. couple more really good ones. I have some really good ones. But we just need to fill it out. I need okay. a couple more. So you guys need to call and leave voicemails and um, tell us what you want us <laughs> to talk about. Because I crowdsourced um, on Patreon. I asked our, our Patreon supporters. I was like, hey, <gasps> give me some topic ideas. And um, a lot of them wanted us to talk about feminism. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that today. Okay. So why don't you kick us off? Okay. Mine is... I like when I want to tell you guys that when she introduced this to me, she said, oh, no, I'm not going to get the words right. But the general gist of it was I'm going to I want to talk about this thing and a lot of people really won't like it. (laughs) And I had no questions. And I said, let's do that. I think a lot of our listeners will like it. Okay, but maybe people in general won't like like what I have to say. Well, or I guess mainly people don't like this topic. Okay. At all. All right. Um, I like it. But, you know. Yeah. Sometimes things we don't like happen. (laughs) And we're here for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I was sort of explaining to you. I'm going to give the gist of an article that I read. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to sort of discuss the thoughts that I... I'm going to just take you through the experience I had. Okay. Read this article. And then I had thoughts about it that are not necessarily just related to the article, but... They produced. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So they're... Uh, let me see. I have some semblance of notes that I, like, typed out. Okay. So I was reading an article about a girl that was assaulted... On a beach mm. in Australia. Australia, okay. Um, and her attackers, so they've done this whole, it was just about her case. Mm-hmm. And um, they found her attackers oh, good. guilty. Okay, um, great. And uh, they were found guilty by a jury after 32 minutes of deliberating. Okay, so the evidence was... yeah. Well, so 
part of the article is also about them like challenging it's it's there's many interesting things to talk about with uh with this article but they were they're challenging that um because they're saying that 32 minutes is too short of amount of time so the attackers and their legal representation okay are appealing yeah. yeah they're appealing the decision because they felt like it should have taken longer to condemn them Yes, Ew. that's one interesting thing. <laughs> Gross. Okay. The other interesting, uh, not interesting. The other, the reason we're talking about this article, not that it's interesting, is um, obviously that hinges on like their defense hinges on the fact that it was consensual. Oh. Um, which is how so many mm. sexual assault allegations end up in court, right? Which okay. is that, like, yeah, I didn't. I he assaulted me. Mm-hmm. She, he or she assaulted me. Mm-hmm. He or she, yeah, said that they were into this. Yeah, consented, so it wasn't assault. Right. Okay. Um, and then in a court of law, which is not shouldn't have a lot of feelings. Uh-huh. The law shouldn't be feelings based. So you you enter into this place where a victim is supposed to get justice mm-hmm. or an a uh, wrongfully accused person is supposed to get their freedom, right? And, right. Um, and everything's supposed to be set straight. But here, um, here we have a situation where someone, where neither party actually has any evidence mm. necessarily that because it's very hard to prove consent, yeah, in a court of law, and it's very hard to prove that you didn't consent. In right. a court of law. Right. Um, obviously, there are certain things that can happen that can indicate that you didn't consent or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, in this, praise God that they were found guilty. I pray that their appeal fails mm-hmm. because there is evidence, ample evidence to okay. say that. So there this is was... evidence that this was not. Right. They're lying. Yes. Okay. But so the my. attackers are lying. Right. Okay. So. The interesting thing, I've I've read some conversation about this article on Reddit, and it the conversation that was being had about this article just made me heartbroken over mm. um, the way that we view sexuality. Yeah, of course. In our current culture. Okay. Um, and basically, it just made it made me start to think. Okay, so we have these two tenets of our culture right now are so like, so healthy sexuality and a healthy sexual ethic hinges according to the world on consent, right? That's yeah. how you morally decide yeah. what kind of sex is okay and what kind of sex isn't okay. Yeah. And so, um, but then we also have this tenant that says like, let your freak flag fly. Right. So basically Anything you like, Anything, as yeah. long as you consent to it, yeah, is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but consent is not actually an objective standard, right? Where you can say mm-hmm. this was wrong, right, or this wasn't wrong, because, because not everyone sees, not everyone sees it the same way. Um, some people like. I'm certainly not saying this about the girl in this article. But some people right. want you aside. to be 
some people what some people like even the even uh like the forensically the evidence you could gather that could show that someone didn't consent is what some people do consent to now. Right. And that's acceptable. Right. Um, and so basically it just, it just made, I just started thinking about how inconsistent those two things mm-hmm. are because some people, they actually consent to not consenting. Right. That's actually how they, they view their healthy, right, moral, sexual ethic mm-hmm. as a place where you don't, say yes and you are into stuff that hurts you or you know um and but all the time people consent to doing things that are awful right and sinful and wrong and morally uh and physically unhealthy and um just downright yeah consent is not a litmus test for is not the only litmus test for morality right and it never, it never should be, as Christians, we should be able to say that. And unfortunately, I think one of the problems that comes in with saying it is that our, we are such not critical thinkers anymore that I think a lot of people, especially if you've been catechized into the cult of consent, what you hear us say is consent isn't necessary. Like right. you, you almost would hear us, you've been taught to hear us say something like, you know, rape and abuse are okay right. under certain circumstances, which of course is also just insane and wrong and not our position at all. But what you're highlighting is that to the world, the only litmus test they have for morality is consent. Well, that's how, so you come to a case like this and you go, was this, was this sex, the, this sexual encounter, mm-hmm. air quotes, this is, this is what the court has to figure out. Mm-hmm. Was this um, healthy or unhealthy? Right. And sh- she is saying, no, it wasn't. Yeah. And he says, yes, it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then the, and the world goes, well. Did she consent or didn't did she? she? Cons- because right. that's the only litmus test they have. Right. But what happens to this poor girl that. Like it, it, this doesn't work for her mm-hmm. because it's going to be very hard. You, there's not. It's not always a cut so clear. Mm-hmm. We well, and as you've seen, you've I'm sure to some extent have seen like the in, instructional consent media that's passed around like then you must say this then you must say this this, and you must do this and you must verbally do 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 right because they've taken the restraint off of human sexuality that god placed on it right and made it uh and that's that's why it's become so dangerous and they have to start coming up with their own rules because they've cast off god's rules for how Mm -hmm. this is supposed to look um, well, and, and so, that you, what you don't want to see in a situation in the courtroom is who do we feel has a healthy sexual ethic? Who do we feel broke the law here? Yeah. It shouldn't be about how we mm-hmm. feel, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that these the, these guys are able to play the consent card. The consent card. They're able to use it to right. try to use it to their advantage. So you're using it to empower women. Mm-hmm. And then you have people, because it's not a consistent standard, 
Right. You have people that turn it around and say, well, yes, this was legal. Right. I feel like it was because I felt like right. she I consented. Right. I felt like it was. Yeah. Even there though was consent. we can't. Like, Which is not something you can always prove. Right. Or not. Prove. And it was just, I don't know, in the in that moment, it just. Yeah. It hurt my heart that that it um practically doesn't work yeah and it and it breaks down and and is inconsistent and it just uh i don't know i think it just um sort of speaks to like our our um us having a proper sexual ethic will greatly mm-hmm. impact Mm-hmm. Um, just like the healing and the justice world. and reconciliation <laughs> yeah. that can even happen for someone yeah. that's a victim. Yeah, and it I think it just made me sad that was like it was like, oh well, you like you consented in my mind, right? So that means it's right, right? Uh, but that's not that should never be. Mm-hmm. It should ne we should never be getting to this point where it's just like oh well, as long as you say it's okay. And I feel like, well, this is one of those moments where it's so easy for Christians to offer the world a holistic worldview that is healthy and safe and makes sense and is much more beautiful than while there was consent. Because the way that if we if we insisted upon um, sex and sexuality happening the way that God designed it to the way that he commands it to, then there can be no men in court using the consent card against women, trying to harm women, right. trying to get away with wickedness. Right. Um, because when you got married, right. you consented right. Um, to placing sex in the proper really singular relationship right. that you're in. Um, and, and just so you know, Summer isn't saying she she's not um, no saying that, I'm not uh, saying that assault in marriage in marriage is is, but, is okay or anything right. like that. Right, but the moral standard is marriage. It's not uh, anything that I want as long as I consented to it. That's taking right. that's taking the brakes off of something that needs those brakes right. and that provides safety and has a a, a goal towards human flourishing and. I mean, think of all the horrible things you cut out of your life when you put your sex, when you obey God with your sexuality, Mm -hmm. um, so much pain and so much hurting. And I feel like this is one of those times where we, we have something just so clearly better to offer the world Mm -hmm. than this, because the abuse that's just so rampant. I mean, think about, you know, it used to be, if you think about it this way, and we've said this before, it used to be that if you desired to have sexual relations with a woman, like you first had to stand up before God and country and friends and family and vow to give this woman all your earthly goods and possessions and money for the rest of your life. And then after you vowed to give this woman your whole life, then that's where this relationship was placed um and it's so crazy to me the the hoodwinking that feminism has done that i mean men have just abused to no end well to convince now, women that it's to the point where it's like oh is it okay is it okay with you <laughs> yes okay 
then anything anything goes um and uh what a horrible tragedy has happened um to all of us because of that mindset in different ways so right and all I have to do is get you to say yes right. to it. Right. You can... All you have to do is say yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that makes it morally okay. Right. Um, and yeah, it just speaks to, to me, the fact that I even thought of talking about consent as inflammatory shows how far yeah. we've passed uh-huh. a proper uh, mm-hmm. healthy sexual ethic. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even, we have so abdicated that mm-hmm. to the world that yeah. that many people think as long as you're monogamous many christians think as long as you're monogamous like even if you're not married or whatever we have so just like tweaked and it's we have so tweaked how god would have us live yeah um that we mm-hmm. have completely we've given up like those guidelines at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. and it's to the point where it would take we would we we look crazy yeah for suggesting yeah that the types of mm-hmm. sexual relationships that should exist should only exist between yeah a man and a woman who are married right and christians will hear me say that and they'll be like that's crazy i know but consider that the reason why the world wants to do whatever it wants is because it's not biological, psychology, psychological. It's not because of weird upbringing. It's in some ways it has to do with that, but it's sin. Yeah, it's hatred for God. Right. In yes. His ways. So we shouldn't be jumping on board. No. Even if the world, even yeah. if they provide endless citations of yeah. psychological studies and blah, right. this psychology, like. I I feel this way sexually. I feel like this is my gender. No. I feel no. This is how much we've just, we've allowed like yeah. a, the world's work sided to impact. It's disobedient. Right. Period. End of story. But the work sided is it's built to to um it's built on foolishness and it's mm-hmm. built to allow mm-hmm. hatred for God. Yeah. But for some reason we've jumped right on board. On board. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. And actually the article I wanted to talk about is okay. super, super related to right. that. Um to just what is what is happening in our society because we have cast off these things and I really do I want to sound dire. Like I want Christians to to see how wretched and and dire the situation is. Right. When our, our culture has embraced um, such a hatred for God and his ways and what is happening. Like, I don't think that we are playing it up in any way. I don't think that we are trying to be fearful or scare anyone. Like, this is what's happening. This is how bad it is. This is how serious it is. Right. Um, in and- my case, it's a story of it's it's like. This a woman, matter of like justice not, or might, not right, justice. She might not get justice right. because they can pull the consent card. Well, and the world the world claims that it loves victims. Right. But it loves them in a foolish and God hating yeah. way. The compassion of the wicked is cruel. Right. Yes. Um, so you guys probably saw this article going around. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. If you haven't, it's time for you to see it. 
So there was an article in New York Magazine on the huge gender gap between Trump and Biden supporters. Obviously, women are heavily more Biden supporters than Trump supporters. But anyway, um, Roger highlighted for us, and I'm thankful that he did, this this section in the article. It was kind of, it wasn't the main thrust of the article, but it is shocking. Um, And the shocking claim is that according to private polling done by a Democratic data scientist named David Shore, roughly 30% that's three zero. Thirty percent of American women ages twenty-five and under identify as LGBT. For women over sixty, that figure is less than five percent. That honestly, like I wish that surprised me, but it doesn't surprise me at all. I know. I know. So um Because women Okay, here 30%, we go. Thirty percent, you guys. Feminists come for me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Women are most harmed by an improper sexual yeah. ethic in a culture. Yes, 100. They are most harmed. And it's because men are supposed to be leading yep. in a proper sexual ethic. Yeah. Um, They're either, right now, they're either A, not, uh-huh. or B, embracing yeah. this very twisted, mm-hmm. mixed up yeah. uh, sexual ethic that mm-hmm. allows them to have whatever they want. Right. And provide nothing. Well, we bear the biological burden of it. Right. And that's just all there is. And so do the unborn children. Well, and typically the emotional burden of it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but Mm -hmm. men for men, men are jumping at not having to call you back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas women have have uh, Mm -hmm. jammed ourselves into (laughs) being okay with that. Right. We've convinced ourselves. (laughs) Um, So. Basically, this article is uh, arguing that the growing, this is, you guys should read this, I'll link it, the growing prevalence of singledom among America's rising generation of women is one of the most potent forces in contemporary politics. Let me tell you why. It's because of what just of Joy just said. Um, so when women bear the biological burden of free sex, meaning that we get pregnant, and then the men are not there to lead and provide for the result of that, then we need the government to do it. Mm-hmm. So the government is going to buy your food. The government is going to provide your housing. The government is going to provide your prenatal care. The government is going to provide your abortion. Um, when the men aren't there to provide for it, then the women are going to vote so that the government does provide right. for it. So that's what it means that this rising generation of women is one of the most potent forces in contemporary politics. But then there's also that angle of they women are becoming less and less seemingly interested in marriage at all. Um, and so there, if you go through this article, it's seriously, it is crazy. Um, not only is not only that, but last year, so 2019, the U S fertility rate is at a 35 year low and there's no reason to think that it will rise. So I don't know if a lot of you have studied what it means when, um, we are not having babies, but there is a growing concern and reason to believe that uh, as the the rate, the percentage drops of how many babies we have, there are going to be less and less people. The birth rate is it slows. There's going to be less and less people 
um, to support the older generations as they grow up. Yeah. Um, I have no reason to believe that when I am old, that there, there will be more of us old people than there will be of the younger generation that can be producing and working and right. doing all of the things that us older people are going to need them right. <laughs> to do. Um, so there's a lot tied in with that, but you know, there's, there's no reason to believe that a culture can continue when it is not producing the next generation. And this culture, the 25 and under culture, they're not interested in producing the next generation. They have been Well, like taught- you said, many of them are, are now aligning themselves with a sexuality that doesn't mm-hmm. produce children right. at all. Right. Not just out of lack of interest or right. self-preservation, but it just doesn't. Right. Mutilating your body to become a different gender does not yeah. leave you fertile. And right. being in a sexual relationship with someone who is your own gender right. doesn't all include fertility right? either. Right. Um, and I think that, honestly, we've, we have... So what we didn't like about... So, so men... They adopted this idea that sex was just like this impulse, this like it's to scratch, right? Mm-hmm. By any means necessary. And we didn't like that because what it resulted in is men treating women really horribly. Right. So what we did, what feminism did, mm-hmm. is they turned sexual they turned sexuality and sexual acts into an impulse and itch to scratch. And so here we are becoming mm-hmm. the person that we didn't like because we didn't like what they were doing, so we became them. Right. Um, but now we're right. the person we don't like. Yeah. He, now we yeah. have we have an entire generation of women that think of sexuality as unimportant and changing and fleeting from one day to the next. Yes. Yeah. In some cases. Yeah. Um, and what that results from is is just us taking on right us seeing something we didn't like. Right. And in order to change it, we took, we replicated it exactly. And now we're surprised that we don't you, well, what it like is what is we see. You hit me, so I'm going to hit you. Right. That's the level of maturity and clear thinking that we're dealing with. Right. You hit me, so I'm going to hit you. Um, and I think what, what I really want, there's so many things you can talk about within this topic. What I really want to focus on um is the fact that there is a new growing wave of feminism in our younger people that uh, my parents' generation doesn't know about right. and you and I know about from watching, but not necessarily from having experienced. So none of this is shocking to you and I as millennials, right. but this is not how it was when we were under 25 or in high school or anything like that. So um, there is a, a new book called Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier, and it's talking about what is happening in women, um, like the amount of women, the amount of young girls, I should say, we're talking about under 18, who identify as transgender has jumped, like I've mentioned this before, like crazy. Um, and she, as a social scientist, has studied it, and it is a social phenomenon, yeah. And um, what it is, what most, what what you're not allowed to say, even though the data shows, is that this is social pressure, that um, claiming to be queer or LGBT or trans 
it just automatically puts you in the in crowd, right? So right. It, it like it automatically you're safe, you're cool. Um, you have that uh, victim status. You can't be spoken to in a certain way. It's almost like it's it's a safe place to be. Mm-hmm. It's a safe place um, to put yourself in. And so these, uh, you know, they are increasingly uh, claiming to be gender fluid. Um, they are, they swear off. I mean, they are, they swear off marriage, kids, mm-hmm. dating, like all of that. They're not going to do it. They're not interested in it. Um, and this is becoming more and more popular uh, among the younger crowd. And so we need, I think we need to understand that this is happening, that there is this great societal pressure um, that is being put upon these people because it's almost like it's virtuous to be LGBT. Right. Well, because you're more, the more experience you have, the more actualized you are mm-hmm. and the more full your experience is, the better of a person you are, the more you right. know and the more you can, the more groups you can relate right. to. Right. And as they're, the thing is, is though, I think what we're going to start seeing is as they get older, they're going to realize I'm not really bi or I'm not really gay or I'm not really trans. And we're going to be dealing with a generation of really broken people who um, have suppressed some things for a long Mm -hmm. time. And um, sexual, the sexual brokenness of this generation, you know, I, I don't have... I well, don't know that our society they, can there bear is it. no there is no standard for sexuality. Right. That is what our standard is is that there right. that it is all okay unless you say no. Right. That's what our standard is. It is all okay unless you say no. Right. Yeah. I know. And if I mean mm-hmm. this is just I know from me speaking from mm-hmm. things I've seen in the world but there is Sexual brokenness has a way of cycling yes. into more sexual brokenness. Yeah. And so you just have a generation of women that have been told, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> do it if you want to. Do it if you want. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. no standard except for their own standard. Right. And, and, and it is such an easy, easy, uh, it's such an easy category mm-hmm. quotes there of life mm-hmm. to get confused yeah, and just, mm-hmm. uh, and it becomes, I mean, I, I can't even explain to you how many different types of types of insanity I've seen in mm-hmm. relationships and it, it just, yeah, it spirals quickly. And I think that there, I think, yeah, I think there's a sense of safety and then in a way like the world has, has taught like be liberated mm-hmm. it's like oh do you not really have a f- like a overwhelming or or so maybe you think you like this one gender but then you kind of like this too like what's the sense in being discerning if you have no st- if there is no standard it's like why right. not just whatever right um and so yeah we haven't in- like this generation is they will be entirely taught mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There will there won't be a moment where mm-hmm. someone says to them, yeah, like oh, as long as you're okay with it, right, do it as long as yeah. you're okay with it, and that that can't mm-hmm. not <laughs> affect mm-hmm. a culture that yeah. that's going to affect you, mm-hmm. and that like you it said, it's everything around you. It's the it's the gr- kind of the crowd. Millennials are weird because we always have kind of a little bit 
there's like some boomer mm-hmm. and then there's some, you know, like Gen Z. We sort of, yeah, we've sort of absorbed a little bit like both yeah. ends kind of absorb right. the the generation right. next to them. And that's well, just like I was telling goes, you, but. you know, there is such a huge, I think, a huge gap between boom the boomer generation and the millennials because we were the first generation to grow up with the Internet. Right. So I don't remember a time where I wasn't connected to the internet somehow um whether that you know obviously it's AOL instant messenger isn't around anymore but I was on AIM as a kid right um that's not true for our parents our parents did not grow up with the internet mm-hmm. um and we were the first generation to grow up with it and so I think that created a huge huge gap between us and our parents generation of a view well, of the world. We have and... a weird gap on the other end too, though, mm-hmm. which is that the smartphones. People underneath us mm-hmm. have never not had the internet. Right. Like in their pocket. What... They've yeah. never not had it in their pocket. Right. Yeah. They've never not had constant access to right. the internet. I ha- right. I used to have to go sit down at a laptop, sit down right. at a computer um, to be on the internet. But they've been on the internet constantly since the first time their parents gave them a phone. Right. And there's so many problems with that. Well, and even before, even before, even before that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, so I just think we need, so we need us 30 year old women and older, we need to be prepared to be real tightest to women, to this generation that's coming up because, they have had a, I know they've had a, even people who are 10 years younger than me have had a completely different experience than I did. Yep. Um, no one was coming out of the closet in high school when I was in high well, school. Well, and there's just, there is no reason to think that we would go, like, especially in the issue of, like, being transgender. Right. That's less than 1% of the population. Yeah. You're telling me that there is no correlation between less than 1% percent of the population all of a sudden surging exploding it's exploding and no one over 10 percent of the population like that can't that is no that there is some there is no scientific reason for that to or biological reason for that to happen no yeah this is societal this is cultural this is emotional are women which is funny because they would tell you that the roles that the bible has set up for men and women are are actually a social construct that needs to be broken Whereas, right. <laughs> actually, yeah, we are, we are encouraging <laughs> you to live within your scientific yeah. biological body that you have and stop crumbling to the societal pressure. Our young girls are in a lot of trouble. Um, and if we aren't willing to be consistent and have these conversations and, you know, be eyes wide open. I think a lot of Christians, you know, this topic makes them feel really icky and rightfully so. Some of it is, it is very disturbing. Um, But if you just, you know, kind (laughs) of close your eyes and cover your ears, la, 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 I'm too pure for this. Like this rising generation needs us. They need us, they need us to know what's happening so that we can speak into it so that we can disciple so that we can offer them something better not that i'm someone has to be brave enough to say you're not monogamous relationships are not are beautiful or like marriage is great like i guess what i mean is like you have to be able to say too like boyfriend and girlfriend is not good enough fiance is not good enough right gay monogamous partners 
do not, not fit the standard you are of falling go- short of the goodness that God right. wants you to experience in your sexuality when you settle for this right. very kind of societally cool thing that you're well, falling and it's important into. that you as a Christian decide now. Yeah, decide now. Mm-hmm. Do you abide by the standard that right. God has set? Right. I'm not. Exp- I'm not. I'm not going to, my mind's not going to be blown when people are like, no, I like the world standard. I'm not going to be like, what? <laughs> no, that's, sure. it's obvious. It's going to happen sure. because of sin. It's promised in the Bible. This yeah. is not the first time things like this have happened. Yeah. I'm not a homophobe. Right. I'm, I'm really not. I don't personally, I don't have any mm-hmm. issues with any gay people who are listening right, right. now. Um, but you you are not abiding by the sexual standard that God, that God has, has set. And the one that God has for you is so much better than the cheap counterfeit. I under, like I understand people feel genuinely, but it's like what God has for us and his design, he said it was good. He said right. it was good. Right. And if you're a Christian, you you have to believe that. Right. That's one of the basic so just, tenets of so Christianity. So decide what your standard is for sexuality. Right. Is it your feelings or is it God? If you and if you are on like honestly, mm-hmm. if you are thinking, well, but like what's really the problem? Yeah. There there's nothing wrong with thinking that, but you need to address that with your pastors. Answer, you, need, you need to answer that question. You need to understand what is the difference? What yeah. is the big deal? Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like you haven't um, answered that question yeah. in your own mind, and if you still have reservations about not accepting certain things, or you need to know how you feel about that. You need mm-hmm. to know what you think. You need to know what the Bible says about it. Mm-hmm. How do those, how do you, what the Bible says versus what you feel stack up t- against each other? Right. Are you willing to submit yeah. to this biblical ethic, even if you're like, mm-hmm. well, but I feel like all the training that I had and, <laughs> you know, like going to public school, mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's making me feel like I shouldn't say that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you can confidently, if God says something is wrong, you can confidently say that it's, it's wrong. wrong. Right. It doesn't need to be just, I guess what I'm saying is, it like you said, it is important. The generation that's coming, probably a lot of your daughters mm-hmm. that are listening to this right now, mm-hmm. are there is some confusion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like I'm. I want to say especially if they go to public school. I'm not saying that to slam you if you mm-hmm. don't homeschool your kids. But yeah, what I'm saying, the stuff that they're exposed to, right? And it's easy to think, well, not my kids, you mm-hmm. know. But we're talking. Let's not do that. Thirty percent. <laughs> 30%, 30% of a population that used to be mm-hmm. uh, earlier when I said less than 1%, I was talking about transgender. Yeah. But I think get, like LGBTQ spectrum was like hovering around like three, three. 3% of the population. Yeah. And now we're looking at 30% of just women yeah. is what, okay. Uh, just women under 25. Just women under 25. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please don't, It's a we're large, not joking. Large, it's a large number. <laughs> And yeah, I just think, you know, you want to, I want to encourage everybody that is, that is intense and it is sad and, um, it is hard to think about, but instead of being discouraged, like this is where you step up and you go, okay, this is what the culture around me is catechizing people to believe. How do I, as a Christian respond to it? What do I, how can you be ready to respond 
to this. You are you are around it. You are in it. Right. You live in America. You are in it. If you're in many uh, first world countries in Europe as well, um, it's just as bad and it's going on uh, very similarly. So can you present the biblical sexual ethic in such a way uh, that it honors the the goodness that God calls it, the, the goodness that God placed right. upon it, because that is what we're going to need to be prepared to, to do. So feminism is poison. Was that episode too intense? <laughs> we were pretty. Did we get intense? I don't. I don't remember what I said. I'm just I kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I remember some of it. Um, we know when we say we don't remember, we. St- I just can't read. It still means we knew what was happening. <laughs> we <laughs> we know what topic uh, we talked about. We have notes. Yeah. It's not like we're right. And just you know whatever happens this week with the election, just be in prayer. Don't don't invite worry or grumbling into your tents. Right. And don't let don't invite them to stay in. It's like inviting a tiger in. It's going to kill you. So don't do that. Don't open the door for the tiger. That's what I keep telling my kids lately. <laughs> well, There's yeah. a tiger outside. Don't open the door. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> there are places where that happens. Yeah. Well, not my. <laughs> there are places in the United States where that happens. Well, the only because thing. Because there are cities, small cities usually, that have like tiger. large uh, like black market animal sales. And people well, will buy animals, and then they're like, oh, "I can't take care of a tiger. Just let it go. I should let it go free." Can I because, do that with Watson? Because it's illegal, so you can't just be like, "I'm here to surrender my tiger." <laughs> you can't just take it to the pound or whatever. <laughs> Where is so the you pound? just let it go, and then people, <laughs> your poor neighbors, are like, "Why is there There's a, a tiger, tiger in, in the my road. yard?" No, I don't have that problem, but. I don't either. It w- it would actually be fine if I did because I have so much neosporin. <laughs> we are prepared <laughs> for tiger attacks <laughs> at my house. Vinegar, <laughs> neosporin, raisin beans. <laughs> you throw the raisin beans at the tiger. Yes, they're projectiles. Slowly gain its trust. <laughs> And then train it to stay in your front yard so that Done. all the post-election madness, Done. people are like, yeah, I'm not messing yeah. with that yard. There's a tiger in it. <laughs> are you, you guys kidding me? me this week, you won't hear from me because I'm training my tiger <laughs> with the rice and beans. With rice and beans. And I'm not Tigers scared. love rice and beans. Did you guys Cannot know stress that enough. That I have Neosporin. <laughs> That's our code word for this week. Mm-hmm. So you can't comment unless you say <laughs> Neosporin because then I'll know you didn't right. listen this far yeah. into mm-hmm. the show. So no It's comments. a hard one this week. Right at the very end we give we give the No comments for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. Leave us a voicemail 470-465-0475. Uh, Tell us what you are stockpiling. What are you for your, the next emergency? Situation. I recommend rice and beans and vinegar and neosporin. Do not <laughs> Forget about the Neosporin. Don't, don't know how you could. I don't know how you could at this point. <laughs> but just, just, you know, sometimes you forget about the, the one thing that you're like, do not forget it. And right, then and you then forget you, it. That's, we that's just usually don't forget what it. I forget. So <laughs> leave us a voicemail. 470-465-0475. Hit us up at patreon.com slash theologians. And we will see you all next week. See ya.